Bibles tonight to the book of Ephesians chapter 4. And we're going to be in verses 7 through 12 this evening. If you want a title for our Bible study tonight, it's Gifted for Duty. Gifted for duty. Let's read these verses as we begin. Verse 7. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. The first three chapters we shared doctrine. In the last three chapters we're getting into duty. Duty as children of God. And we're not in that duty alone. We're not in that duty in our own power. But in the power of God as he has gifted us for duty. In the church, you know, when we think of the church, the word common could come to mind based on what we shared in verses four through six. There is one body, one spirit, even as you're called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who's above all and through you, through all and in you all. But as we can think of the church and use that word common, we can also think of the church and use the word contrast, not in a negative sense, but we're different. We're all different in many ways, and we have been given different gifts. We serve and we do things in the church by way of different gifts that God has given us. We are different body parts in the church. We're, we're called to unity, though there exists so much diversity within the church among us. We have many differences from one another. We are spiritually gifted differently from one another. And the fact that we can all come together in unity, it is nothing other than the miraculous work of God to create that in his church and to make that happen. What an amazing assembly Jesus started as we Think about the church. I'm so thankful we're not Lone Ranger Christians in this world, but God gave us his church. I, I, I love his church. I, I know I need to be here every time the doors are open. I know I need that spiritual feeding for my life. 
And, and you do too. Thank God for the church. And not only that, but what he does in the church. We are members of the same body. And we are uniquely gifted. Specifically and individually to be able to serve the Lord. He wants us to be unified. However, we are so very diverse from one another. And God wants us to maintain that uniqueness that we have. You think of the four Gospels that were written. And it was the inspired word of God. God breathed it. But he used the personality of those who were writing. You, you read Peter and it has a certain personality in the writing. Not that the word of God is of man in any way. God breathed it, but he used them. And he uses us in a unique way in different ways. We can think of the word common when we think of church. We can think of contrast. We could also think of the word charismatic. Someone just got a negative thought in their mind. And I understand why. The, there, there are group, people groups out there in religion. And, and they have been labeled as charismatic. For unscriptural beliefs of gifts that God gives. As we're going to talk about tonight. But I would like you to consider that word in a good sense also. In one sense... I would like for you and I to consider this a charismatic church because that word simply means grace gifts. And this is a grace gifted church. We know what today's gifts are and the gifts that are no longer. And we're going to talk about that. God gives different gifts to different Christians and they are actually we're going to see and we understand they're designed to promote unity in the church. That's something only God can do. But let us think about what a spiritual gift is tonight. But unto every one of us is given, verse 7, grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. A spiritual gift is an ability that is given by God to Christians to be used for God's glory. To serve our master. A gift or gifts given by Jesus Christ. That's who gives them. And he does it by means of the Holy Spirit. When we speak of a spiritual gift. We're not talking about a natural talent. Some people just kind of believe in just walking through life doing what they do and God is blessing them and God is using them and maybe they are. But when we talk about spiritual gifts, we're talking about how something is actually approved and acceptable by God that we can do. It's heaven given and it's heaven powered and it's something unique to our lives and it can, the, it can only be done through God-given talent and God-given power. Anything done for God. Spiritual gifts. There are three places I think about tonight that we find spiritual gifts. And that's Romans chapter 12 
and 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and here in Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to turn to Romans chapter 12 as we look at or listen to some current gifts. Verse 6 of Romans 12 says, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, he that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. And, you know, and so we understand today's gifts there that are used. And, and we read the word prophecy and prophesy. Well, that not only was a foretelling of God's word, but it's a telling forth of God's word. There's no more revelation given today. There's no foretelling of the word of God, but we tell forth the word of God. And so we have current gifts there. And then in 1 Corinthians and chapter 12, in verse 8, it says, For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, interpretation of tongues. And we will stop right there. And so I can say that... These are gifts that have ceased. These are no longer active gifts. It kind of reminds me of, of a company that called the church several years ago. And they probably called me 45 times. And they wanted me to get interested in their video teaching. And I said, we're, we're not like a lot of churches that may do that. Not that we're against it if it's good, but it's we just teach. We study and we teach in person. And they finally, after two months and all the phone calls, they said, let me send you a DVD. And if you disapprove, send it back to me. I said, will that end all of this for us? And they said, yes. So they sent it. And I sat by myself and watched it. And a lot of things sounded good. And if I mentioned the person who was speaking... You would say, they say a lot of good things. But reference was made to gifts in 1 Corinthians 12 as though they are current and they're active today. And I sent the DVD back to them. And I'll just have to admit, I think I said I told you so. But they took their DVD back and it was over. These are gifts which have ceased. And then as we look where we are tonight in Ephesians chapter 4, we see gifts that have been given to men. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. These gifts are the works of spiritually gifted men which are given to the church. The gifts mentioned in other places, they are in Romans 12, given to all Christians. They were, in 1 Corinthians 12, given to all Christians. But these are particular gifts given to men, uh, given to prepare every member in the body for service in the church. We're all given 
spiritual gifts or a spiritual gift of some sort to be able to serve and to glorify God. Well, who gives these spiritual gifts? We just read verses 8 through 10, and we could talk about some resurrection power that we see in there, or Jesus leaving the royalty of heaven for the poverty of earth, and going back to the royalty of heaven, and from heaven giving gifts to you and I by way of the Holy Spirit. And we'll just kind of focus on the end of verse 8 there. He gave gifts unto men. Jesus Christ is the giver of gifts. Jesus gives our spiritual gifts, not men. Men do not give spiritual gifts. Men do not give spiritual gifts to another man. I've known some fine preachers and their sons became fine preachers called of God. And I've known of maybe a few preachers and it just may be that when the son spoke, maybe daddy called him to preach. I, I don't know, but, but that doesn't count. Men do not dole out gifts. It is the Lord Jesus Christ who doles out gifts. Whenever God called me to preach and I started preaching, someone that has professed to be a Christian a long time said to me, did you decide to preach because? And they listed a struggle or a, a bad a problem that they thought I had in my life. They said that as if I made that choice to preach. Or if anybody in ministry of any kind can really make the choice to serve and to do what they do. That's not possible. Gifts are given by God's determination, not our own desire. God does not ask us what gifts we want. God has it all lined out what gift he will give us that we are to use. He gives us the gift he desires for us to have and he gives it to us so that we would use it. When someone is serving with a specific spiritual gift in the church, God caused it. I mean, when it's right and they're, they're serving and they, they have that obvious talent in that area, it's not a talent of their own. It's what God gave them. He precisely places people in certain positions in his church to serve he gives them the power to perform what they do. I knew of a church where one member of the church was said to try to lead in about 90% of the work in the church. And that's commendable if no one would do it or if there was no one else. But in this case, there were willing members in the church, willing servants ready to serve, but this person seemed to have to be on top of everything that was going on. And what's funny, I hear by testimony, rumor, is that the church had a little, quite a bit of a falling out, and that exact member was the particular one 
that had a big part of the falling out to take place. You know, as far as gifts and problems that happen with gifts, some people can get jealous of another person's gift. They see that God is using someone in an area with great talent, and they want to do that. It's not finding their own and what they are to do. They just want to do something else and take over what someone else is doing when they're not even gifted in that area. Envy just really tears things up sometimes when it comes to what we're talking about, and that is precise gifts given to certain members. Gifted positions of service can be imitated, but they can't be duplicated. God is very specific in this area. Some people walk into a bowling alley and and whatever bowling ball their fingers will fit in, they pick it up oh, a little heavy. We, we kind of get maybe a close weight and we just use that ball. And then you have others that walk in with this round briefcase looking thing into the bowling alley. And they pull this real shiny, fancy, sparkly looking bowling ball with bling all over it maybe. And their fingers and their thumb, it fits just right in that ball. And man, it, it really shows in their game. They're able to perform very well by this custom-made ball. And our, our gifts, they are custom-made by God for us. And as we always say on a topic like this, every single Christian is gifted by God to serve him. And it's personal. God gives you custom made gifts for you to serve with. And we serve our master better. And the whole body works well together. When we're obeying our master and we we see the gift that he's given to us. And we're using that gift that he has appointed to us. In the church of Corinth. Man, some just like these certain exciting gifts that seem to get the most attention. And everybody wanted to do this. What about the word of God? But they wanted to do all of these other emotional type of things. And it can be the same way today. But we're appointed specific gifts by God. Gifts are given to Christians by God And by God alone. And it's by no other way that we'll be gifted by God. We all have a personal gift. So there's no need to covet the gift of another. Or no no need to be envious of the gift that another is using. But to be thankful. Thankful for others. It blesses the heart to see someone who is using a gift. and, And by the testimony and the impact... Everything says they are used by God and they have found the gift that God has given them to serve with. Another problem that could happen with gifts is those could become prideful with a gift that they are giving. So let us know that our gifts are not given because of anything to do with us. God does not look down on our human talent To match it with a spiritual gift. He can take anyone and do anything he wants to do with his people. 
Our spiritual talent to use in the church, it's not deserved. It's doled out by God. The Lord Jesus Christ has bestowed this upon us by His grace. The power to operate and serve the Lord by way of a spiritual gift It's always His power, and it's not our power. It comes from God, and it never comes from man. We serve God by the power of God. I love the song we preach at the Country Revival just about every year. All is vain unless the Spirit of the Holy One comes down. Holy Spirit empowered gifts to be used By God, someone went into a church and they had a great talent with a guitar. I don't know if they were a Christian. If they were, I don't know if they were using their gift with the right motive. I just heard of what was compared. The talent was amazing of this person who took a solo with their guitar. And then and then among the instrumentalists in the church later through the congregational songs, The one playing the guitar for the church and for the Lord back there, it just really seemed to stand out. He wasn't professional. He didn't have lessons. He was was self-taught in one way, but in another way, God gave him that. Because there was just something very special and powerful about the way he was playing versus the one with the professional ability. You know, another thing about our gifts, God gives us our gifts to be a blessing in the church for the church to be what it ought to be. God gives us our gifts for us to make him known. Our gifts are never to be used for us to make ourselves known. There are some preachers on TV. There are some on the radio And I'm glad for a few of them. I listen to a very small percentage of them. But I can drive down the road and a preacher can bring me to tears. And just bless my heart. And one way or another the church has just maybe moved to get their preacher to preaching over the radio waves. They they wanted his preaching to go out there. But then you might have others with a gift. And their aim is for their face to be seen, possibly. Their aim is for their voice to be heard all over. Maybe that was their goal. And maybe that's what they would call success. But a God-given gift is to be used for the will of God, for the glory of God, and that's going to be what success is. God measures success much differently than we do. And we're to use our gifts in His will and for His glory. Spiritual gifts are never given for you and I to help ourselves to do what we want. God gives us spiritual gifts to do what He wants. It may not be what we choose, but it's what He chooses for us to do with what He would have us to do with them. Well, what are the gifts? We've skimmed over them and we've looked at these apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers are what we have in the text here tonight. 
apostles. Apostles is the first one. And as we look into this one, apostles and prophets, let's go ahead and group these together. And let me say this. There were sign gifts before the scriptural gift. There were sign gifts and Christians could do wonders and they were given revelation and, and there was healing that would take place. And these were signs that were given to authenticate that someone was a Christian. And you and I absolutely do not need that today. We can't have that today. Because once we received the scriptural gift, all the evidence that you and I need to authenticate that we're a Christian, we have it in the word of God. Second Timothy three says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for uh, correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. We have all we need right here that says we're a Christian. This authenticates you and I when the word of God became complete. Those gifts were no longer needed. Someone asked me one time, well, what about those who are? I wonder how those people would like to hear that who are functioning in these and I said, I wonder what they would tell me about 1 Corinthians chapters 12 through 14, where we clearly see that they would cease when that which is perfect is come. It was in part, but it's imperfect now and complete. And the word of God's given to us. Not that there was ever a beginning of the word of God. I've got to interject at a time like that. The word always was with God. Some people want to challenge me on religions that were before my religion. But in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And then the word became flesh and dwelt among us. There has always been the word of God. The word is eternal, just like the father and son and Holy Spirit. There are no more apostles today. There are no more prophets there are no more signs there are no more languages we speak in that we do not know otherwise when God calls a missionary today and that missionary is going to a country he's never been to to speak a language he never spoke why would there be the holdup of him staying here and learning that language that's what happens today. They study, they take classes, and they learn the language. And then they go to that country to be a missionary, to be an evangelist. By the way, that's what we know as the evangelist here, as one of the gifts. That's the missionary today that goes and preaches the gospel in, in other places. And then we have the most familiar to us, and that's pastors and teachers. Some have combined this into one office, a teaching pastor, whatever the case, it's the shepherd who teaches and leads the flock of God. Gifts are given by God to his people. What do the gifts accomplish? 
verse 12, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. As you might read verse 11 into verse 12, it may look like, and some people believe, that that is talking about the pastor to take care of all three of these duties. And if all of this were up to one man to accomplish, there would be a lot of coming up short. There would be a lot of failure. Or let me say this, if it somehow looked like it was done, it's not completely done by one man, and it wouldn't be properly done. Because, let's go ahead and qualify that as we go down to verse 16. We're going to be there next week. But let's just go there to qualify what we've said. From whom the whole body, the whole body, fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working and the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. So by this verse here, we see that all of this is not on the pastor to do. First, the first one has a lot to do with the pastor though. The perfecting of the saints. This is the strengthening, the developing, the furnishing, the completing, the equipping of the saints of God for the glory of God. The preaching of the word and the exercising of our gift. These are a couple of things that are going to go on where the maturing of the saint is going to happen. It, the Lord brings us along in a walk with him to grow, to become what he has intended us to be. I believe it was at retreat. I was having a talk with someone and I've just never seen a cozy, content Christian couch to, to sit on. But always another step ahead of you and I. There's always some growing for you and I to do. There's always some maturing for us. There's always a honing and a, or a fine tuning of the spiritual gift that God has given us to serve with. We learn how to serve wiser with our gift as we serve with it and exercise that gift. God is... Working on perfecting the saints. And he uses the preaching of the word of God. And the prayers of the shepherd. For the flock. For this to happen. But we also see. The work of the ministry. Effective ministry. Begins with the Lord. No one. Is going to be successful. In ministry. In their own ability. It starts with the power of the Lord. It takes the effort of the church. We see in these verses here that all are involved. And God uses our effort. He gifts us and he empowers us to exercise our gift. And to put effort in the work that is to be done. Which is by every church member in different areas of service. According to the gift. When the pastor is faithful to teach and pray. 
and the church becomes equipped for the work, then sitters turn into servants. And attenders become very active. It's actually a beautiful sight to replay. To replay and to, to think of people, whether they were unsaved or whether they hadn't grown. And, and just to go back and, and to like play it fast forward in my mind. And to see what God took someone and started doing with them. And started empowering them. And next thing you know, they are an active servant in the church. They are well involved in the work of the ministry for God in his house. There's also the edifying of the body. We hear that in prayer a lot. That the body would be edified. And that means built up. That means strengthened. That means becoming established. Increasing. And abounding in the work of the Lord. That is God's plan for his people. I'll tell you what. One day we're moving up to heaven. But until then... We're moving up. We're to be moving up all the time. God has planned maturity before every single one of us. And he gives us every bit of the ability for this to happen. He has designed the church beautifully to make something out of his people. He took a lost, wretched sinner. And he takes lost Sinners dead in their sins everywhere. And he quickens them. And he makes them alive unto him. And he uses them. And he makes them to be more like the Lord Jesus Christ. When he was just something that people laughed at and didn't have time for in their past. What an amazing ministry God is doing with the gospel and in his church. God has set us up. To grow up. To mature. You know what follows a true profession of Jesus. Is a true projection of Jesus. It's amazing that he makes us to be more like his own dear son. All of the time. That we come into a steady walk with Jesus. He's our friend. He's our Lord. He's our savior. And we talk to him all the time. And he changes us constantly. I can't get enough of his church for that reason there alone. God works in us everywhere we go. But what a special thing he does in his church, in his saints. You never know what you're going to miss out on or what I'm going to miss out on in my life by one service. God sometimes has amazing things planned at one time in one service for us. And obviously we miss it if we weren't here. I recall the testimony of a, of a man in this church. And his daughter was saved in a Sunday night service. That he almost didn't attend. He's always up to something good. Ministry gifts are given to use and to make maturity possible for us we use our diverse gifts and God uses that to bring unity one with another our differences bring unity I mean if we were all the ear who would speak if we were all the arm who would walk 
We appreciate our differences and we're thankful for what God has done for us in our differences and what he's done for the church. We're gifted differently, but it brings unity. May we be thankful for our gift. If you know your gift, we're to we're to find our gift. God will show it to us. And then we're to focus on our gift and then we're to use it for his glory. You may have it here tonight and you're using it. You may be in a place where you have just discovered your gift. Maybe you're here tonight and you don't know what gift God has given you as his child. It doesn't end there. Be encouraged to know that you have a gift. God gives every single one of his children something very special to do for his glory. And that's where we're going to find purpose in life. That's where we're going to be complete. Where our lives will just constantly rot away and we will be ate at inside. Trying to get satisfaction. Trying to find peace. We're not going to find it in money. We're not going to find it in status. We're not going to find it in power. We find it in Jesus Christ. Lord and Savior. Our dear precious friend who gifts you and I that we might serve him. Talk about being affirmed by the love of God. Everyone wants to be affirmed in love. And we're affirmed by God's love whenever we're serving him. And we know we are doing what he has given us to do. This spiritual relationship with our Lord and Savior, it's just such an intimate relationship. And I'm thankful that he arrests our hearts. If we will open our heart to him. If we will see the dead end roads in this world. And understand. And just come to a place where we just taste and see. That the Lord is good. Psalm 34, 8. May we be thankful for our gifts. And the gifts of others. Differently. That all accomplish one purpose together. Praise God. When the church becomes a lighthouse. In a dark community. That souls might be saved. And it's going to happen. By you and I. Using our gifts. For his glory. Don Weisenbaker. Would you close our. Bible study and a word of prayer tonight. It was so good to see. All of you here. Be careful as you go home and. We love you so much.